It's very early, but the Chicago White Sox are looking for their first win of the spring as they lost the first two games of this past weekend. A situational hitting was a problem last year for the White Sox. And new hitting coach Jose Castro is hopeful that things will improve uh, this upcoming season. Andrew Vaughn is ready to step out of the shadow of Jose Abreu and take over at first base, a position obviously held by previous legends Paul Canerco and Frank Thomas. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. First two games of the spring are in the books. Uh, forgettable games, uh, but I definitely uh, consumed a lot of spring training baseball this past weekend. Hey, appreciate you passing this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life as we inch closer uh, to opening day. Uh, get those questions and comments in for our Mailbag Wednesday episode. Uh, you can do that at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, so it is uh, extremely early, uh, and it might not matter at all, but uh uh, let's announce it anyways. The uh, 2023 spring training record for the Chicago White Sox is currently 0-2. Uh, first game, of course, uh, this past Saturday, February 25th. Uh, it was on NBC Sports Chicago. Good to hear uh, Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on the call. Uh, Chuck Garfine was there as well getting interviews. You know, we'll talk speed of game as well. That was a big focus uh, all across uh, baseball. Uh, Sox lost to the Padres in their first game, six to two. Rather lifeless offensively. Uh, not a lot going on uh, at all. Even though they uh, they had kind of their A team out there. Uh, impressed with Lance Lynn, though. He got the start. Uh, you know, he'll be going to the World Baseball Classic, and I think you're going to see a lot of players, uh, especially pitchers, get their innings in uh, early. Uh, so it wasn't a surprise to see Lance Lynn get the start. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, he went three innings, which was the plan. Uh, gave up three hits, uh, one earned run, zero walks, which was great to see, uh, and four strikeouts. Uh, Graveman, Ruiz, uh, Ramsey, Cronin, uh, Perez, and Freeman uh, all saw action. Uh, some of those uniforms uh, high in the upper 80s or 90s. That'll always tell you. Uh, what the team might think of you. And if you don't have a name on the back of your jersey, uh, we might not see you uh, on the south side for a while. Uh, that is the case in spring training. Uh, Morin uh, gave up three runs in the top of the ninth. Uh, there was some ugly defense that we'll get to. Uh, Sox offense, uh, very little happening. Uh, two runs, both of them 
a solo home run. Sox had four hits in their first spring training game, and they were 0 for 4 uh, with runners in scoring position. Um, this is what Pedro Grafol had to say uh, before the game. Uh, it's like I said from day one, I want to see some mistakes. Uh, this was before, of, co- of course, the Sox lost 6-2 to two to the Padres. And then that way we learn together. So I just want them to go out there and play the game and have some fun. Uh, I want to see guys running around, uh, playing baseball, uh, kind of start to get their feet under them, put their jersey on and start playing as a team. Obviously, uh, fundamentals are important. Details are important. Uh, So those last two points there, fundamentals and details, uh, the Sox missed on that a little late in the game, and this was when kind of the first team uh, was was off, and we had some sub- substitutions, but still uh, difficult to swallow because this team uh, defensively was horrible last season, uh, bottom uh, in just about most categories in all of baseball. Uh, so that was something that we were hoping, uh, you know, the, the Sox would be better at for sure, uh, especially with Benatendi playing in left field, you know. Colas, uh, perhaps in right field, uh, Andrews at second. Uh, They feel like they've answered some questions defensively. Uh, But again, very, very early. However, you know, I like what Grafol said. You know, look, make some mistakes. Make some mistakes early. Uh, Pitchers, position players, get that out of the way. It's something that we can learn from. You just don't want to see those repeatable mistakes. And boy, uh, you know, an issue this past weekend, infield fly, uh, this pop-up, uh, we saw it last year. It would be a pop-up kind of up the silo uh, to the pitcher, maybe to a charging third baseman, or perhaps shaded down the first baseline. It could even be uh, the catcher's ball. Uh, that was an issue late in the game on Saturday. Uh, pitcher got in the way of a third baseman and first baseman charging, and uh, that ball dropped. And uh, you know, San Diego was able to benefit a, a little bit, but you know, it's just those things of, you know, in high school as a pitcher, I was told, get out of the way. If that ball is popped up, you are not making that play, you know, sprint down to either first baseline, third baseline, and see where you might be able to back up, uh, let a charging third baseman or first baseman take the play. They're coming in, uh, even tougher, a backpedaling catcher. So, uh, again, there, there's something right there that Grafol hopefully earmarked and uh, that they will be working on. You know, who's got it calling an infield fly ball? Uh, Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger uh, provided the offense. Uh, Berger was playing some first base, something that we haven't really talked about too much uh, this offseason. It was the third base. Could maybe he switch over to second? Uh, will he be a DH? Uh, but he was playing some first. Had some thunder. Boy, he he crushed one to left center uh, on Saturday. Sheets uh, had one, of course, to right field uh, early in the game. That was nice to see. Luis Robert uh, with a double down uh, the third baseline. Uh, Aloy started in right field. Again, he's off to the World Baseball Classic, so I think he will see some action uh, throughout the season, uh, if healthy, in the outfield, might as well just get it out of the way now. Uh, he was out there at the beginning, and uh, Lurie Garcia at second base to start things off on Saturday. Again, World Baseball Classic, guys, getting work in early before they leave. Uh, the pitch clock, the shift rules, the pickoff guidelines were uh, definitely a focus on the tele- a telecast. A lot of graphics showing everybody at home 
If you haven't been paying attention, what is going to be new uh, with baseball in 2023? Game uh, game one on Saturday was two and a half hours, and that seemed to be a, a common theme uh, throughout all MLB uh, on Saturday. That was definitely a focus. It felt it felt it. If you watched it, you know, coming out of commercials pretty quick, and uh, you know, players, uh, you know, some of them got flagged throughout baseball with some of these new violations of you know. Uh, batters or hitters uh, not abiding to these new rules it's going to take some time Uh, Lance Lynn uh, he talked about his performance uh, which again you know happy to see he went the distance that he was supposed to go he seemed to be comfortable first inning maybe a little a little off but then he settled in Uh, this is what Lynn had to say all in all the ball was coming out good all the pitches were working how I wanted uh, them to for the most part now it's fine-tuning that and building up strength and pitch count, I was able to give a couple of in, uh, give up a couple of infield knocks and had one bad breaking ball for a hit, but it felt normal. And said uh, three hits, they did nothing after that. We'll see what all the saber metric numbers say. Fine tune as we go. I feel like there's more in the tank. They weren't getting great swings uh, in terms of the pitch clock. Uh, Lynn commented on that. Uh, All offseason, I worked fast on my bullpens, worked fast in my bullpens here in camp, really fast in my live bullpens, almost faster than necessary. So when I got out there, it wouldn't feel faster. It would feel normal. Uh, That's going to be the big thing for everyone, figuring out how to work fast to when you're you're out there, uh, you can slow down. Uh, That's almost like marathon training. Uh, If you've ever done anything like that, uh, you tend to maybe work a little bit faster, uh, knowing that you know you're going to have moments uh, throughout your run uh, where it's uh, it's a situation of you know I might be dragging a little bit, but you worked on speed training uh, in your prep, uh, so you're conditioned for the long haul uh, when you hit those lulls uh, during that 26.2. And I think uh, those are some great points, great takeaways uh, by Lance Lynn. Uh, Colas, Mancada, Vaughn, T.A., Grandal, they all saw action. Uh, not the case, though, on Sunday. Uh, White Sox continue to struggle offensively in the second game of the spring, but I'm going to tell you why this upcoming season should be much different uh, than last year. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, uh, but don't want all the fat and calories, and I got to I tell you about Built Bar. Uh, you know, we just got through the holidays a while ago, and I know my goal uh, was to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, uh, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You have got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. They are so delicious, uh, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect. Uh, for that New Year's resolution, if you're still on here in late uh, February, good on you. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, that's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Uh, what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't have to wait around to get a box in the mail. Uh, for years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Uh, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head uh, to your nearest Walmart 
Walk over to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box uh, with Hit Flavors Brownie Batter and Churro. Second game uh, of the season on Sunday. They play a lot of games in a short amount of time. Uh, Sox fell to the Los Angeles Angels in their second game, seven to nothing. Uh, a little bit ugly at times. I'll explain why. This one, if you were able to find it, uh, should have been on MLB TV for you. And uh, if you've got a season ticket package, uh, I, I do. And I was alerted of, you know, I've got a free subscription to MLB TV. So you go in the app, you just you click on MLB TV. And not all the time, but most of the time, you will be able to get uh, you know, the spring training game. Now you had to sit through uh, the Angels uh, telecast, their, their broadcasters, but uh, obviously it was better than nothing. So I was able to watch uh, most of that on Sunday. Uh, this was Pedro Grifol on uh, after game one. Again, that loss to the Padres. Uh, we did some good things, but we also made six or seven mistakes that we wanted to go over. Uh, we weren't sharp on our cutoffs and relays. That was another problem from last year. A pop-up error priority, we have to address that. Just uh, spent some time talking about that. That was unex uh, absolutely ridiculous. Talking about the pitching approach, I really enjoyed hearing this from Grafol and talking about kind of what Ethan Katz is uh, focusing on and what he saw from game one. Uh, talking about how pitchers are attacking hitters and that mindset uh, this is what Grafol said. Uh, we are attacking two out of three, uh, which two strikes out of the first three pitches thrown, uh, obviously, per batter. Uh, of the 11 strikeouts on Saturday, 10 of the 11 were successful. Two out of three where we got ahead two strikes out of the first three pitches, something Ethan Katz and Kurt Hassler are working really hard on. Uh, and Grafol believes that it's something that is really going to help uh, the White Sox. Like that mentality, I think that's great to get in that mindset in spring training. Throw strikes. First pitch strike. Uh, that is the best pitch you can throw. Uh, you are all automatically at an advantage uh, against that hitter. Get ahead. Uh, didn't go that way necessarily on Sunday. Sunday's lineup, uh, you had guys uh, like Marisnik, uh, Colas, Alberto, Berger, uh, Ramos, uh, Reyes, Zavala, Gonzalez, and Billy Hamilton. Uh, that was your lineup for Sunday. Uh, that is absolutely going to happen. Uh, you're going to see that. I think Mancata and Robert might see more action on Monday and Tuesday. Again, the guys that are going to be participating in the World Baseball Classic should be getting in uh, their innings, their time uh, more often. Uh, so Banks and Lambert, uh, names you're familiar with, you know, and uh, they had some moments le last season. Banks came in some high level leverage situations, as did uh, Jimmy Lambert. Uh, they had a rough go on Sunday. Banks went one and two thirds innings, uh, four runs. Only one of them was earned, uh, gave up a walk and had two strikeouts. Lambert, uh, two thirds of an innings, four hits, three runs, and all three of them uh, were earned. Uh, he had two walks and two strikeouts. Of the nine pitchers used by the White Sox on Sunday, uh, Banks and Lambert were the only ones to give up runs. Sox offense, uh, yikes, zero runs, five hits. Uh, Alberto had a double. Sox were 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. 
the Los Angeles Angels, uh, they jumped all over Banks and Lambert. Uh, it was 7 nothing Angels after three innings. In L.A., uh, they had their A-team, uh, Otani, Trout, and Rendon uh, in the game. Uh, so after the first two games of spring, uh, the Sox uh, have been able to compile two runs in total, nine hits, and uh, are 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. It's early. It's very early. Uh, however, the offense should be better uh, this coming season, should have a different feel uh, with Jose Castro and the, and the different coaching staff, different language, different approach. Uh, Pedro Grafol and Jose Castro uh, talked about it in a recent Chicago Tribune article by Lamont Pope. Uh, this is what Pope wrote. Uh, after 14 seasons playing in the minors, Castro turned to coaching. He, he spent 24 seasons as a minor league hitting instructor for the Montreal Expos, Florida Marlins, San Diego Padres, and Seattle Mariners. Uh, he was with me in Seattle, and he was my bench coach in Venezuela. I know him extremely well, Pedro Grafol said on Saturday. Uh, Castro had various roles in the Mariners organization from 2000 to 2012 and managed in Venezuela a winter league from 2010 to 2013. He's a good friend as well, Grafol said. I trust him. He's in the cage. He's doing his thing. We mapped out our plan. And the good thing is that adaptability uh, is part of the DNA. Uh, if you're not able to adapt, you are not going to have success. Uh, that's his biggest attribute. Uh, he's a smart hitting guy, and he's been doing this for a long time. But his ability to adapt to different personalities and to adapt to a game situations, uh, he's one of the best out there doing that. I don't even have to think about him too much, to be honest with you. I know he's doing his job. Situational hitting is part of who we are, Grafol said. We've got some guys that can hit for a lot of power. Everybody knows that. However, we do have to play in April. In April, the weather hurts the offense a little bit, and we've got to learn how to win those games. I loved hearing that. Uh, from Pedro Grafol, and he knows about the inclement weather being in Kansas City for many, many years. Uh, Grafol went on to say, we've got to learn how to hit and how to win in tight games, 2-1, uh, 3-2. Obviously, as you move forward throughout the season, your bats are not always going to be there. The situational hitting is a part of who we are, and we've got to run produce, and that's just part of our game. I'm looking forward to seeing that becoming a part of our identity as well. Uh, and this is what new hitting coach Jose Castro had to say. Uh, that's going to be big for us this year. Uh, Pedro stresses that a lot. I really believe in it. With no shift now, there's more time for that. Uh, so yeah, we're on it. We're having a good time with it, getting guys sort of ramped up. Uh, it just takes a little bit of time, uh, Castro said, uh, talking through adjustments. Uh, you get to know the guys watching video and going through the whole deal. Uh, the trust part of it is tweaking it here and there and making sure everyone is on the same page. Uh, a lot of words, you know, a lot of good things, uh, but again, anything is different. And it just felt like Frank Menachino, things got stale uh, quickly, it seemed, uh, last season. Uh, so to have this type of language and the relationship that Grafol uh, and Castro have, that's got to be helpful. The communication, again, huge for Grafol uh, and the situational hitting. We didn't see we didn't see it the first two games, 
uh, of spring. Uh, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. It is terribly early, but I love that this is a focus uh, of this team uh, throughout spring and making it, trying to make it an identity moving forward. Uh, Andrew Vaughn uh, has some huge uh, shoes to fill this season. I'm going to tell you why this year may be more mental than physical uh, for Andrew Vaughn. More on that in a moment. Andrew Vaughn, number 25, uh, interviewed by uh, Chuck Garfine on Saturday during the game, said he had to get permission from Jim Tomey a few years ago before he was able to wear uh, number 25, uh, White Sox legend, uh, Jim Tomey. Uh, lots of articles right now. This I love this time. Uh, a lot of articles, Tribune, Sun-Times, The Athletic, uh, The Herald. Uh, it, I love it. A lot of stuff to read and digest and you know, after every single game, we get all the breakdown and uh, good stuff from Daryl Van Scoven of the Sun-Times on Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he wrote uh, Hall of Famer Frank Thomas played first base and designated hitter for the White Sox from 1990 to 2005. Uh, then Paul Canerco manned the position in 1999 uh, through 2014. And Jose Abreu was there uh, 2014 to 2022. Thomas Canerco and Abreu are the top three home run hitters in White Sox history. Uh, Vaughn, who was drafted, of course, third overall in 2019, is next in line at first. He mostly has played out of position in the outfield since arriving in the majors in 2021 uh, with Abreu at first and the Sox needing a fill-in outfielder. Uh, so if you play for the White Sox, you know we've had Hall of Fame caliber first baseman for the last 30 years, but I just have to be me, Andrew Vaughn said. I can't go out there and try to fill anyone else's shoes. I can only fill mine. That is a simple but effective quote. That is a mental thing. That's where you have to be mentally. I mean, physically, he battled some back issues last year, roaming all over the field. I think that played a toll on him. And he's talked about, you know, the conditioning, you know, getting back just stronger, uh, getting used to playing 162, getting your body ready. But the mental aspect of I'm replacing Jose Abreu, who pretty much replaced Paul Canerco, who replaced Frank Thomas, like this long line of White Sox legends. But it is a mental thing, staying, you know, just mindful of I can only do what I can do. I've got to stay in my own lane and that's it. Uh, he went on here. My mentality is to show up every day and be the best version of myself. Uh, I can only do what I do night in and night out. Uh, when Vaughn first heard Abreu had signed with the Astros, he assumed first base was his. Uh, at first, it stung a little bit. Uh, he said of Abreu's departure, everybody knows what he meant to the White Sox. He was here his whole career uh, but baseball is another business, and now he's on another team, and we have to go beat him, uh, Vaughn said. Uh, this was a uh, new hitting coach, Jose Castro, on Vaughn. Uh, high ceiling with him, Castro said. Uh, this kid hits, hits the ball everywhere. We're trying to get him off the ground to the pull side. Uh, he's been working on that, and he's getting in some really good work this spring. Uh, Vaughn was 0 for 2 on Saturday. Uh, did not see time on Sunday. Uh, on Monday, folks, Sox right back at it. Sox playing the Seattle Mariners. It's a 205 game locally. Game will be on NBC Sports Chicago and ESPN 1000. Baseball is back. Happy spring. 
enjoy every moment that you can get of it. Uh, there's some interesting battles going on. Uh, and I love the battles within the battles, uh, the game within the game, you know, what, what these pitchers are working on, the situational hitting stuff, uh, how the fun- fundamentals evolve. But at the end of the day, you know, Grafal said it uh, in a statement before game one, just go out and have some fun. Let's have some fun, get out there, make some mistakes, learn from it, uh, all about the chemistry. Uh, I love hearing that. Folks, uh, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter, at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget uh, to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and get your questions in for Wednesday's mailbag at LockedOnSox at gmail.com. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Uh, win your league by listening to Matt and Dom. Uh, every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, coming up on the next episode, uh, we'll continue to go over uh, you know game recaps and strategies, uh, different position battles as our White Sox inch closer uh, to opening day. Really appreciate you making time for the Locked On White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, Go Sox!